All right. Uh, at this time, I'm going to invite up a special speaker tonight. She is from Hillside, New Philadelphia Church Hillside. She's also from New Zealand, and uh, her name is Sarah Reed. So let's welcome her up with some applause. Good evening. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, um, yeah, my name's Sarah, and I'm from New Zealand. And let me tell you a little more about myself. Um, I'm actually teaching in high school here, at a girls' high school. So uh, can you put your hand up if you're from high school here tonight? Who's from high school? Wow, that's cool. Yeah, so don't worry, I love my students. Um, so you guys are included. Um, <laughs> I've been a, a member of New Philly Church for the past year, and I really, really loved it. And um, today, the title of my message is Speaking Out the Faithfulness of God. Speaking Out the Faithfulness of God. And I just want to start by telling you the story of um, God's faithfulness to me on my first day living in Korea. Um, I just flown into New Zealand uh, from New Zealand to Korea, and I arrived in Jolibukdo Province. Hopefully, you know where that is. It's down south, and I had the expectation that I was going to be teaching English to elementary school students. So I was picturing images of cute little kids, you know, smiling at me, dancing around, that kind of thing. And um, yeah, that, that was my image of what I was going to do here. And then I was also praying at that time and had expected that God would connect me uh, with a believer in my workplace that could encourage me and that I could also encourage. And so I got into my city and I met my co-teacher, my Korean co-teacher, Lucy. And we were driving to the city that I was actually going to live in. And we were 10 minutes into the drive and I asked her, so tell me about the school that I'm going to. What kind of school is it? And she said, it's a boys high school. <laughs> and I said, oh, great. <laughs> That's nice. Okay. And um, yeah, the, my images of, you know, the cute little kids that, that went out the door. And um, I, I was a little stressed for a moment, but then the next thing she asked me was, are you a Christian? And I said, yes, and I found out that she had actually been praying for the new native teacher to be a Christian. And she told me right there, you are the answer to my prayer. And I said to her, well, you are the answer to my prayer. So I knew that uh, I was at the right school, and I knew that even though I had to teach 700 high school teenage boys, um, <laughs> it was going to be okay. And I didn't worry about it anymore. Um, let me tell you about Lucy, my co-teacher. Um, she, she and I used to sit next to each other. We were in the same office, and every day she would come to me and she would testify about what God was doing. She'd tell me about salvations and students. She'd tell me about how God was healing her, about how God was just changing her family, everything. And she would always testify about what God was doing every day for about half an hour. I think. <laughs> she would just share with me, and, and she's like, 
you know, you're more experienced in God. She'd been a Christian for three years, and she wanted me to kind of disciple her because in her church, there were six people, a total of six people, and all of them were over 50 years old. And so the reason I was an answer to her prayer was that she had been longing for someone who was her same, similar age to her to just have a friend in the faith. And so I learned from her um, just to speak out about God's faithfulness because even though she had a lot of tough things in her life, every time, like at the end of the time after she was talking, she always talked about how God was changing her and how amazing he was and how faithful he was. And um, that really impacted me and, and really made me realize that no matter what situation we're in, like speaking out about God's faithfulness is important. So that's uh, part of why I'm talking about it tonight, speaking out the faithfulness of God. So let's open up our Bibles and uh, let's turn together to the book of First Kings, First Kings chapter 8. This is a chapter about the dedication of the temple. King Solomon had just finished building it and he was dedicating it to the Lord. So it's 1 Kings chapter 8, verses 54 to 58. Verses 54 to 58. I'm going to read from the ESV. Uh, If you have an ESV with you, you can uh, help me read the odd verses. I'll read the even verses. Okay. Now, as Solomon finished offering all this prayer and plea to the Lord, he arose from before the altar of the Lord, where he had knelt with hands outstretched towards heaven. Blessed be the Lord, who has given rest to his people Israel, according to all that he promised. Not one word has failed of all his good promise which he spoke by Moses, his servant. That he may incline our hearts to him to walk in all his ways and to keep his commandments, his statutes and his rules, which he commanded our fathers. Okay, stop. <laughs> Sorry, I told you the wrong one. Okay, so finishing it uh Verse 58. Actually, the key verse I'm going to focus on tonight is verse 56. Let me read it for you one more time. Blessed be the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel, according to all that he promised. Not one word has failed of all his good promise, which he spoke by Moses, his servant. Okay, turn to your neighbor and say, God is faithful. Amen. God is faithful. (laughs) Um, This verse is a huge statement that Solomon is making about God's faithfulness. Earlier in chapter 8, he recognizes that that very day, God had fulfilled his promises to David, that David's son would build the temple and rule in peace. But now he goes further to say that not only has God fulfilled his promise to David, but he has fulfilled what God promised Moses. And not simply fulfilled, but fulfilled without failing in any part. 
So Solomon is proclaiming loudly to all Israel that God has been completely faithful to fulfill all of his promises. And that this very day is the day that they are seeing them come into being before their very eyes. What an exciting moment for Israel. It's the day that they have been longing for. And Solomon remembered that it's God who promised and it's God who fulfilled his promises. And not only does he remember this, he proclaims it to all of Israel. He speaks out about God's faithfulness. He uses his position of authority to remind Israel to give God all the glory for their blessings. And we are also called, just like Solomon, to speak out about God's faithfulness. So Solomon wrote in Proverbs 3, 6, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Let's give this. <laughs> uh, we've been hearing a lot lately um, about believing and speaking in faith before we see it. Um, in 1 Kings 8, we see that this is true. We are called to trust in God's promises. We are called to declare in faith that God is with us and claim what he's given us. But what I want to emphasize the most is this. We are also called to speak out his faithfulness after we have received what was promised. Acts 4.20 says, For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. After we have seen and heard about God's goodness and faithfulness to us in Jesus Christ, then we are to speak out. Turn to your neighbor and say, speak out. Well, it's all very well to say it, but are you actually doing it? Um, I'm going to talk to you briefly about what stops us from speaking out. And I'm going to address three issues that can stop us from speaking about God's faithfulness. These are not remembering God's faithfulness, feeling like we lack authority, and being fearful of vulnerability. And I'm going to explain it each one briefly and then give you a verse to counter it. The first one is not remembering. Some of us feel like we can't remember, like we aren't able to grasp hold of what God has done for us. Forgetting is something that comes very naturally to us. I too am a good example of this. Sometimes I have conversations with my friends that go a little like this. Yesterday, I listened to this amazing sermon. It was so great. Ah, really? Well, what was it about? Um, yeah, about Jesus and uh, God and... Uh, oh, oh yeah, there was something, I think you mentioned Paul. Yeah, it was, it was Paul. Was it Paul? Maybe it was Peter or, or Timothy. Anyway, it was, it was in the New Testament. It was such an amazing sermon. It was so great. I really liked it. <laughs> um, I think that maybe some of you can also identify uh, from sermons that you've heard and, and you've thought it was really great, but then you can't remember afterwards what was really great about it or the key point. Hopefully today you can me remember my key point. 
Uh, it's speaking out the faithfulness of God. Um, so how can we counter this? Well, um, I think that, you know, even though this is a natural thing for us to do to not remember, that's not who we're called to be. In Christ, we're called to be, you know, who Christ is and, and like him. And in Christ, the Holy Spirit naturally highlights in our hearts what God has done for us. So all we have to do is ask him to help us remember, and we'll be able to remember. And Moses also speaks to the Israelites and instruct, instructed them to intentionally remember God's faithfulness. He says, remember this day in which you came out of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, for by a strong hand, the Lord brought you out from this place. So we are to intentionally remember God's faithfulness towards us. Uh, the second issue that stops us from remembering it, or sorry, from speaking out of God's faithfulness, is feeling like we lack authority, that our words are not valuable enough to share. So just as Solomon had authority as a king, we also are actually royalty in Christ, and therefore we have authority to speak. 1 Peter 2, 9 says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And the third issue is the fear of being vulnerable before others. Speaking out requires vulnerability, just like right now. As I'm speaking out to you, I'm being vulnerable. In sharing about ourselves, we use the discernment that God has given us, and we conform our minds to Scripture. 2 Timothy 1.7 says that God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and of self-control. So, we know we are able to speak. We know how to overcome the issues that stop us from doing so. But why should we speak? Why is it so important for us to speak of God's faithfulness? Well, because our words are powerful. Amen? The pastors of this house have been reminding us this season that words are powerful. Why? Well, firstly, because it's in the Bible. The Bible says that words are powerful. It's true. And also because it's a significant truth for us right now. Uh, according to Webster's Dictionary, to speak means to express words, sorry, to express thoughts by words. Often we have thoughts about God in our heads, but when they are expressed in words, then the thoughts become clear and established in our hearts. Speaking about God giving peace and freedom releases more peace and freedom. Speaking out enables us to increase in faith. Speaking out helps us to receive God's love. Speaking out releases hope. It edifies both the speaker and the hearer, and it glorifies God. In 1 Kings 8.66, we find out that the people of Israel went to their homes joyful and glad of heart for all the goodness that the Lord 
had shown to David his servant and to Israel his people. At New Philly's retreat, at Friday fires like now, and just this Sunday, we heard powerful testimonies. People spoke about what God was doing in their lives. Think about how you have felt when you've heard a testimony. Wasn't your heart moved? Didn't faith rise up inside you? What you had only a vague idea of before became confirmed and certain. As others spoke words, you were filled with encouragement that God will do the same thing for you. But today my message is this. It's not a one-time thing to speak about God's faithfulness. It's not just for sermon stories. It's not just for testimony time. We were designed to constantly speak of God's faithfulness. God desires for us to tell of his righteousness and give him praise all the time. Psalm 92.2 says, uh, uh, speaks about declaring God's steadfast love in the morning and his faithfulness by night. So God designed us to be known as a people who remember and recognize what he has done and who tell others. And this is what we call witnessing or testifying. But it's more than that. It's singing praises to God like, great is your faithfulness, your love never fails, or he's been so good, so, so good to me. (laughs) But it's even more than that. It's a lifestyle of declaring God's goodness. A lifestyle declaring the faithfulness of God. Declaring it to the church, to the lost, to our friends, to our families, to our co-workers, and even to ourselves. Then what should we speak of? What Jesus has done for us. Our salvation, our breakthroughs, and our experience of God's steadfast love. After Jesus healed the demon-possessed man in Luke chapter 8, he said, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away, proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. Testimony is about recognizing God's faithful hand in every part of your struggles and every part of your joys, and letting others know. It's the most natural thing when you are passionately in love with Jesus to speak about what he has done. Are you missing the presence of God? Then start speaking about Jesus, about your Heavenly Father, about the Holy Spirit, and you will start to recognize more clearly what God has done and is doing right now, and you'll know his presence more strongly. So how does it look practically? How do we put into practice speaking about God's faithfulness? It starts with one of New Philly's core values, being faithful in the small things. It starts the next time someone asks you, how was your week? Immediately you have a choice. You can give the standard answer, or you can take the opportunity to go deeper, to tell them about God's faithfulness to talk about the good things he's done in your life, how he's changing you, how he's giving you strength in your workplace or in your school, how much you've enjoyed his presence. 
And just like Solomon, you can acknowledge that not one word has failed of all God's good promises. Solomon was filled with joy about what God had done, and he celebrated God's faithfulness. So we are also called to celebrate and tell others about it so that their joy may be increased and Jesus may be glorified. Actually, um, as I was preparing to talk about God's faithfulness, God was pretty amazing. He kept highlighting to me that his faithfulness is all over us here. And everywhere I looked these past few months, I heard people talking about God's faithfulness. Uh, at the retreat we had, at services, in our small group, and among my friends. And uh, something my good friend Emily Wardrop, who's with us today, <laughs> I just thought I might embarrass her there, um, said a few months ago, it actually made me conscious of my need to speak more specifically about God's faithfulness towards me. And she said this, I often tell the stories of how God has worked in amazing ways in other people's lives, but I'm trying to notice and speak about what he's done in me more. To say not just others' testimonies, but to have my own ready to share, because personal testimonies are powerful, so I shouldn't disqualify myself, and I want to honor what God has done in my life. Isn't she amazing? <laughs> She just said that in passing, and like God helped us both remember it. It's, yeah, Th That really impacted me, and I realized that that's what I needed to do. And one area I decided to be intentional about was about speaking about the Holy Spirit in my life and what God had done and what God had taught me. In the last few months, I've noticed that conversations have naturally become about the Holy Spirit. I've been really blessed by that, and God has encouraged me by causing others to tell me of how they have been blessed at the same time. Uh, so if it's okay, I want to end by sharing uh, a personal testimony of what I've seen God do through my personal testimony. Uh, <laughs> um, at retreat, I was in a small group with a lovely college student named Chaten. Some of you may know her and may have got the privilege of knowing her while she was here. She's back in the States now, but uh, she saw her life really transformed by New Philly. And, or not by New Philly, by God at New Philly. Um, after a small group, on Saturday night at retreat, we started chatting. And I, I really felt to encourage her. We continued talking and I found myself sharing about my own struggles and joys. And I kept talking and talking and talking and, yeah, like about the things God taught me and then how he gradually removed my doubts about supernatural things and about um, speaking in tongues and the gifts of the Spirit. And we just kept talking and, and she hardly said anything and I was thinking, I'm talking too much. But I kept thinking of more things to say. We were, we were one of the last kind of people to go to bed and, and afterwards, I thought, why did I share so much about myself just then? And I also thought, wow, I'd forgotten what this felt like. I so wish I could speak into others' lives more. So the cool thing about this testimony is that God allowed me to see the fruit of it. During our chat, um, 
Chayan ex- had expressed a desire to be more open towards the power of the Holy Spirit and to speaking in tongues. And in the weeks that followed, she sought it out, and in our Sunday Bible study, she was one of those who asked for prayer to receive the, the gift of tongues. And I got to, I was actually sitting near her, so I got to join others in praying for her. And later that week, Pastor Anita passed on to us that uh, Charan's testimony of having started to speak in tongues. So I got to see Charan beginning to really know about the Holy Spirit, about the intimacy with God, and, and really enjoying his presence during worship. And then other people even spoke to me about her transformation and growth. And then just before she left, she let me know that that night's talk at retreat had impacted her and helped her to truly pursue the freedom that God had for her here. So, yeah, I was so blessed by that. Um, I know it wasn't because of me, because God had really sown many seeds in her life, through friendships, through everyone at Emmaus, through the New Philly community, but God had allowed me to be part of it too to be a door opener towards freedom, and that's something really precious to me. And what's more, sharing my testimony has been really fun. Um, Instead of surface-level chats, I've been having many fun and deep conversations about God. And I'm beginning to see that if we desire to have true intimacy with our brothers or sisters in Christ, then we simply need to share about what God has done. And it will happen. And you'll have, you know, just something that's a little deeper than everyday talk, which, which we half, half the time it's so hard for us to get past. It's so hard for us to get, you know, a little deeper and a little closer to our friends. And I think that talking about God and declaring how faithful he's been for us is just one way that really brings community together. Uh, there's not many conversation topics that are deeper or more satisfying or more compelling or more fun than that. And I want to challenge you now to imagine what God can do through you if you are willing to open your mouth and speak about his faithfulness. So if others have been building into you, then are you sharing what you have received? Because God is just longing to bless someone else through you. Um, I guess what I want to say is, if you aren't speaking of God's faithfulness, then what are you speaking of, and is it really worth it? Is it does it really have eternal worth? And you know, it's okay to talk about fun daily things and stuff, but speaking about God's faithfulness is so much more than that, and it has so much more weight to it, and it can impact people's lives and just advance the kingdom of God. So. As you know, right now we're talking about and thinking about and praying about our missions teams. And I think it's really exciting because we're going to get to hear soon, and we already are hearing, the amazing things that God has been doing on the mission field. I want to challenge you guys to really put value on their testimonies and ask them about the things that they've seen God do. But I also want to say that just because you didn't go on that mission trip, That doesn't mean that you're disqualified. It doesn't mean that you don't have a testimony from this time right now where God has been teaching you this week as you've been praying for them or just going about your daily life and God has been speaking to you. So at this time, as a church, New Philly, 
Um, we're praying for and eagerly expecting God to pour out blessing and increase upon us. So with the wisdom and joy of Solomon, let's be active in speaking about how God has been so good to us already. Okay, let's pray together. God, we just praise you for all the amazing things that you're doing right now. And we ask you to help us speak out to you, to speak about you, to know you deeper, and to always thank you. And Lord, we ask that you open our mouths and put words on our lips this week. Give us the expectation to see you glorified and to see changes happen. As we speak about your faithfulness and as we're excited to see what you do, train us to glorify you with our words as we continue to praise you and as you continue to increase our faith and demonstrate your goodness. And we thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for each one of us. We thank you, God, that you have saved us, that you have brought us out of brokenness and you are healing us and you are changing us. And we ask, Lord God, that you would increase that even more in our lives, that we would accept what you're doing and that we would be able to speak of your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen.